this was never about you. The way they talk to you, the way they treat you, the reactions they have, the looks, the silent treatment, the circular conversations from hell, the abuse, all of it. It was never about you. And you need to know that. You need to hear what I am saying. If you want to find healing inside of you, peace inside of you, if you want to find you again, this is so vitally important. This experience that you have been through, the pain, the abuse, the, the, the anguish, the anxiety, none of it had anything to do with you. I'm Renee Swanson creator of the Covert Narcissism Podcast, and you need to hear what I am saying today. I want to start with an example from my own life. You know, he was in a lecture mode with our young son, and he was correcting something. I don't even remember what it was. You know, our son was only like maybe five years old, but I will never forget what he said to our son in the middle of this, you know, monologue for lack of a better word, our son was young and he still had so much innocence in him. And this lecture coming from his father, my husband, was already over our son's head. You know, it, it just was going on and on. And our, our son had already kind of checked out, you know, in that regard, it was already just way past him. But in the middle of it, he said to our young son, now, I know that you are sitting there thinking that I'm an idiot. What? You're kidding me. Where did this come from? No, he wasn't. Our son was five years old. You know, it wasn't from our son. I know that. These thoughts, that thought, that statement did not come from our son. And this is a perfect example of what I'm saying. These words were not about our son's behavior, his words, his attitude, nothing. Our son was not thinking this, but somebody was, his father. He was the one with that thought going through his head. He was the one with the word idiot in his mind, not our son. He was the one trying to prove that he wasn't, trying to convince the world that he was not an idiot. Those thoughts came from him not his son. His own internal thoughts are what caused all that pain inside of him, all the anger, all the reactions to the world around him. I'll give you another example of what I'm saying. Another time, you know, again, dealing with, with our young son, this was our other son, but, but a young son, and his words to our son in the middle of, you know, he, he, again, he's correcting him or, or telling him how to do something better. And he says in the middle of it, I know that you're just sitting there trying to figure out what to say to get me to shut up. What? No, he wasn't. Our son was young and, and genuine at the time. And, and he was just trying to converse with his dad and trying to figure out, you know, what his dad was trying to say. But his dad took it as being, it took the son as being manipulative and calculating. But this is because of who his dad was. This is because of, of who my son's dad was. These were the thoughts that were going on in his head. This spoke of his character, his choices, his manipulativeness, his inability to be trusted. It had nothing to do with our son and who he was. 
you know, there were times when, when I would try to apologize to my husband, you know, something, something had happened, whether I, you know, um, whether, whether it was big, whether it was small, whether it was my fault or whether it was intentional or an accidental, doesn't matter. So I would try to apologize for something, but my covert narcissistic husband would just not accept it. He would actually say to me, you're just saying that to get me to shut up. I know what you're thinking. I didn't realize it at the time. In fact, it took me years to figure out what was going on. This had nothing to do with me. My apologies were genuine. I cared. Even if I accidentally had hurt his feelings, I cared. I wanted peace with him. I wanted to love him. I wanted to make amends with him desperately. You know, I wanted compromise and reconciliation. I wanted genuine love and connection. But this is how he talked to me when I tried to find that reconciliation. It was things like this, you know, saying to me, you're just saying that to get me to shut up about this. You don't mean it. You just want me to stop. Those were his words to me. Again, this was so far from the truth. This had nothing to do with me. It had nothing to do with how I was feeling, what I desired. Absolutely nothing. This had everything to do with him, who he was, what he wanted. My husband, you know, he said things to get the other person to shut up. I, I started seeing this then in his life. And, and this had to do with who he was. This was projection at its best. Projection is why this was never about you. And, and I want to like just take a moment here and explain what projection is. Projection is the process of displacing one's feelings onto a different person. Let me explain that. It's taking the feelings, experiences, memories, all of your inside stuff and seeing the other person through all of that. And in fact, when projection is strong, you don't even see the other person. All you see is your own inside stuff. It doesn't matter what they do or what they say. All you see is your own thoughts, feelings, memories, your inside stuff. And, and honestly, we all do some of this. To an extent, we all do some. I mean, think about it. If you are a genuine and caring person, then you believe that about other people. You are seeing other people through your own goodness, through your own genuineness. You know, look at this person that's in your life, the, the reason that you're here listening to my podcast today, this, this covert narcissistic person. You believed in the goodness of that person and, and you desire to treat them like a good and decent person. And, and that desire has nothing to do with them. It has nothing to do with how they actually treat you, with who they truly are, their character, their desires, their attitudes. And this is why we fight for them for so long. It's why we hang on to the relationship for so long, because we are the good and genuine person and we are seeing them constantly through that. It's why we believe in them for so long. We are convinced that somewhere inside there, they are good people too. Well, the same is true of them. They are selfish and manipulative people. Okay, this is what's going on inside their head is, is the manipulation, the, the disharmony, the, the lack of trust. All of this is what's going on inside their head. And the constant thoughts of manipulativeness and self-centeredness, it causes them to see everyone else this way. And it causes them to see this in everyone else. Whether it's there or not doesn't matter. They believe that you are the same way, just like you believed that they were the good person like you. 
their belief that you are manipulative, angry, self-centered, mean, whatever, and their choice to treat you as such has nothing to do with you. This is what I'm trying to get you to hear. It has nothing to do with who you really are, with your character, your desires, your attitudes. I hope you are hearing what I'm saying because this is life-changing for a victim of covert narcissism. I'll give you another example. When he was correcting me or our kids, like whoever, it didn't matter. But when he was correcting one of us, he would often say, I know you don't believe that there's actually a problem here. I know that you believe that this is not truly a problem. So you're never going to change it. Well, I could be sitting there truly listening to what he was saying, trying to find a way to fix this or make a change, you know, in me because I can't change him, trying to make a change in me that would help fix this problem, trying to make peace, like genuinely talking with him about this. I could be doing that, but he would still say this. I know you don't believe it's actually a problem, so you're never going to change this. This had nothing to do with me. It had nothing to do with the thoughts that were currently going through my mind. It didn't even have anything to do with the words that were actually coming out of my mouth. And again, it's projection because this is what he was doing. I tried for years to help him to see how he was hurting us and how he was hurting our relationships with him, but he never saw any of his actions, behaviors, words as a problem. And if it isn't a problem, then you won't make changes. I mean, that part of the statement is true. Why would you bother? You know, but I could explain over and over to him how he was hurting us. I could explain it. You know, I I remember times when I was talking to him and I would think in my own mind, finally, I have found words that he'll understand. He'll get this. Like this is finally, I have found something that that will connect with him. And I was convinced that, that he would finally get it. And yet he'd look at me and go, I have no idea what you're talking about. Or, or he would defend himself to the, no, you know, you're not seeing that right. This is what I said, or this is what I meant. And, and he just would go around and around and around and around. And, and if you're here today listening to this, you know what I'm talking about. They don't see the problem. This, and I, what I want you to hear is this isn't about you finding the right words because it simply isn't about you at all. It has nothing to do with you and it has everything to do with them. And because of this, you cannot be the one to fix it. And I want you to picture a, a dog for a minute that was maybe badly abused in their background. So, so you've got this dog who, who was abused, you know, maybe beaten in, in their background, in their past. And this dog does not know you, but you are a dog lover. You know, you feel great compassion for this dog and, and you love animals and you love dogs and you want to love this dog. And you walk up and, and you, you know, squat down and you approach this dog like you know how you're supposed to approach a dog that's been abused. You know, you you offer your hand to them, you know, just in... in um, in a very non-aggressive way and and you reach to to you know out your hand to let them sniff your hand but it growls and bares its teeth and even snaps at your hand well that dog's behavior has nothing to do with you you are not at fault their actions have to do with their background their life their experiences their memories their inner turmoil it's not about you This is how life is with a covert narcissist. It isn't about you. It isn't about your desire to love this person. You know, we we went out to dinner one night, um, a really nice dinner. Our marriage was struggling so much. 
And, and I was determined to have a positive evening with him. It, it was actually my birthday and, and he, you know, he found this really fancy restaurant. I had never heard of it before, but it was perfect. It was an old farmhouse that had been renovated into a fancy restaurant and out in the country. And, and that's just, that fits me. I, I love farmhouses and I love the country. And, and so it really, really was truly fitting and very appropriately picked. I was, I was actually really pleased. And, and we ordered expensive meals and, and we got wine and, and the food was fantastic and conversation stayed positive. You know, I was determined to keep it that way, but he seemed to be too. And so we kept it positive. And, and it was one of those rare times that, that it actually just was a very pleasant evening. And as we were leaving, I was so relieved that we had had such a good time. I was truly happy about it. Well, fast forward a couple days later, and he was in one of those all too often horrible moods and conversations with him with, you know, when he's in those moods are just impossible. And this was one of those days. And so I just avoided it. I avoided him. I was like, yeah, I'm just, I'm not going to take that chance of setting that, you know, explosion off. And so I just kind of avoided those conversations, any kind of conversation. But, you know, when you're living in the same home, when it is your significant other, it's impossible to avoid, you know, every interaction. And so sure enough, we ended up in one of those nightmare conversations. You know, the ones I'm talking about, those circular ones from hell that just go round and round and round. You have no idea, you know, how you got started, how you got into it, how you got to where you are, no idea where it will turn, no idea how to get out. And, and of course he was mad at me over some trivial thing, something, I don't even remember now how it got started or what happened. And you know, these conversations can take hours. You're trapped because you're like, you're on a hamster wheel, just spinning your wheels. Well, all of a sudden out of nowhere in this conversation, he said, you never like anything I do. In fact, you hated that whole evening that I planned for your birthday and took you to that nice restaurant what? Wait a minute here. This came out of nowhere. I'm still just as shocked about his statement today as I was then. That statement had nothing to do with me. I truly enjoyed that evening. It was such a nice break from the turmoil that we had been going through. The atmosphere was, was perfect. The food was fantastic. The conversation was pleasant. It was a peaceful night and I was grateful. And I told him that again and again. His statement that I hated it had nothing to do with me. It had everything to do with him. The internal turmoil, the internal thoughts in him is what was causing all the pain. You know, and when I objected, he went on to tell me that I hated the food. I didn't like the farmhouse and that I didn't even want to talk to him. None of that was true. These words had nothing to do with me. His own thoughts are what was causing the pain inside of him. This was our whole marriage. It had nothing to do with my character, my actions, my words, the peacefulness that I desired, the happiness that I carried before and am finally finding again. It was never about me. I have an assignment for you. I want you to look through your memories with this person this covert narcissistic person that brings you to my podcast. I want you to find a few significant events that, that are memories that still linger inside of you. And I want you to take them one at a time. 
remember the details, you know, put, find, you know, your memory and, and find the details of what all happened. And I want you to ask yourself, did this really have anything to do with me? Did it really match my actions, my words, my desires? Was this really about me? The answer is no. Their actions, behaviors, words, attitudes, all of it has to do with their background, their life, their experiences, their memories, their internal thoughts and feelings, their inner turmoil. Let that sink in. This was never about you. I want to give you two more examples. One evening, our son, he was like, I don't know, 11 or 12 years old, somewhere in that range. And I was in the kitchen cleaning up after dinner. And my husband came over and started emptying the dishwasher. There was clean dishes from the dishwasher. And he started putting those away. Okay. Well, I asked our son to come and help his dad empty the dishwasher. I often insisted that our kids help clean up the kitchen and clean up the house. These are good skills to teach them. This is not a bad thing. Without saying a single word, my husband walked straight out of the room and went upstairs. He went into the guest room and he closed the door. I knew by his demeanor when he left the room that he was angry and unhappy, but I had no idea why. After, you know, more than 30 minutes or so, he still had not come out. And I was still at a point in our marriage where I was trying to keep peace in my home. And so I finally decided to go up and check on him. And I asked him, hey, what, what's wrong? He told me that it really upset him that I told our son to help him empty the dishwasher what? Why? I asked. And he told me his words to me. It shows that you think I'm not capable of doing it right and that I'm useless. You've got to be kidding me. My request to our son was about teaching our son to be helpful. It had nothing to do with my husband. Well, like so many times before, I felt bad for hurting him. And once again, I apologize. All the same feelings and thoughts went through me. I should be more sensitive. I need to watch what I say. I need to be careful because I know it's easy to hurt him, blah, blah, blah. But reality, this had nothing to do with me. It had nothing to do with my request to our son. Asking our son to help is very normal and very healthy. His reaction had nothing to do with me. These were his thoughts and feelings coming out. He was the one who had, who brought the thought into his, you know, that was there in his head that he was useless. He was the one that took it that way. His own thoughts are what are causing the pain inside him. I cannot say that enough times. This had nothing to do with me. My last example comes from one year into our marriage. This is the first time that I saw this abusiveness or this reaction, this defensiveness, this angry uh, anger, it was the very first time I saw it. And at the time I had no idea what I was seeing. We were one year into our marriage and we were on vacation with my family. We were at the beach. And one morning in the middle of the week, he came out of the bathroom and he had toothpaste on the corner of his mouth. I mean, that's, that's a nothing. This is a no big deal. And I said to them, I said to him, you know, Hey babe, you've got toothpaste on your mouth. With the meanest and most offensive tone, he snapped at me. Well, you've got a hair out of place. And he stormed off. I was so stunned. He had never talked to me this way before, ever. I still remember how shocking that was to me. 
It was as it was as though I had completely attacked him with my words, and he came out swinging. How were my words offensive? Hey, babe, you've got toothpaste on your mouth. But his response was so mean and shocking. It did not match my words. It did not match my intent to help him to not look like a fool with toothpaste on his mouth. I mean, I, that's usually you tell people when they've got something on their face. I did not realize at the time that this had nothing to do with me. I carried all the blame. I must have hurt him. How? I don't know. I had no clue how, but I must have hurt him. I need to be more careful. The journey of trying to figure out what happened and how I hurt him for the next 20 years began that day. If only I could have seen it then. This had nothing to do with me. The way they talk to you, the way they treat you, the reactions they have, the looks, the silent treatment, the circular conversations from hell, the abuse, all of it. It was never about you. Please let that sink in. Listen to this podcast as many times as you need. Go through your own memories, please. We all need to hear this over and over. It was never about you. I never dreamed how much I would actually enjoy podcasting. When it was first suggested to me, I'll be honest, I was a bit intimidated by the thought. But when I found Anchor, I quickly realized how easy this was going to be. Anchor provides me with the tools to record and edit right within their program. I don't need additional software. I didn't even need to know how to distribute the podcast because they do it all for me. I would not be where I am today as a podcaster without Anchor. It's all you need and completely free. If you are looking to get started, download the Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started. 